Welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. I'm your host, financial advisor, money mindset coach, and all-out money guru when it comes to creating the financial future you are after. On this podcast, we will be talking about money and making money normal and manifesting it into our lives in a practical way. Today's episode, I'm going to share what I've been up to and a bit more about my journey. So you may have noticed that I have been offline on my podcast for some time. Do apologize for that, but I've got a lot going on, been working on a lot of projects, and I am ready to get back into it and share all about that. So let's go back to money. Money is such an emotionally charged topic for so many. It's a great cause of stress for many and a common cause of relationship breakdowns and even abuse. It can be known to some as the root of all evil and causes greed and gluttonous behaviour and conflicts poverty. Yet money can do so many amazing and positive things if the story is right. It can create jobs and opportunities. It can help those in need. If enough of it managed right, it can maintain peace and harmony. And um, even in a household where the concept of financial freedom or independence can be realised. We can tell ourselves all sorts of stories, create all sorts of plans and dream the greatest dreams of dreams, but unless we understand what our actual money story is, we may not be successful in achieving our conscious desires, which is pretty sad, right? I mean, we all are here for so many amazing things, and if we can't actually work out what's holding us back, it can be incredibly frustrating. So... Today, I'm actually going to share about me. I know it's quite, you know, self-indulgent, but bear with me. I'm going to tell you a bit about my story and what got me to where I'm at right now. So let's go back on a bit of a journey and rewind 18 years. So we're going to May 2004. I was heavily pregnant, seeing my last gig at Eora College, where I had taken a break from full-time work to work part-time and study music. I'd been training as a jazz singer for about a decade at this point, and I recall singing black coffee and kicking my heels off, my feet swollen and my belly large and beautiful. But a few short moments later, sorry, a few short short months later, I was actually now working at St. George Bank in the collections department every evening, well, I think it was five to six days a week actually, while my 11-week-old baby was home with his dad, my now ex-husband. So we were going through a bit of a financial crisis. You know, having a newborn, it was very clear that we could not keep having one, one income earner in the household. And this is a reality many, many people experience. Now, before I went part-time studying, I was working in accounts, so I already had my head around an understanding of finance and how money worked, especially in business. So I'd done a bookkeeping course, I'd worked in bookkeeping, I'd worked as also a musician. So I kind of dabbled in two different worlds and had to make, you know, draw the line in the sand. And this line in the sand was quite a reality check for me. I had to give up one of my dreams because of a financial situation. Ironically, I found myself at St. George Bank in the collections team where I then had to make calls Every night, every two minutes, in fact, the phone would dial in. I had a two-minute sort of turnaround time to actually get a promise out of somebody 
who was in arrears with the bank, whether it be their credit card, their personal loan, or their mortgage, or a line of credit um, that was often against the mortgage anyway, or business. And to be honest with you, I was actually shit at that job um, because what I found myself doing was empathizing with people on the phone and really wanting to help them and listening to their stories. And I found that every single person on those calls just lacked that kind of financial literacy piece. Every single case, apart from obviously someone passing away, but even that they could have had life insurance against that person, every single piece pretty much came down to them not having a lack of understanding of how finances work and every single piece being completely preventable. It was not something that I found myself uh, expecting when I went into to St George Bank. I didn't think that at that point that I would become a financial advisor. But it was very clear very quickly in that time how I needed to get my act together and get my qualifications. So I started studying remotely with RMIT University and the bank heard, got word of this and moved me to the wealth team, which was exciting. Um, so now we wind 16 years later, four weeks after giving birth to my second child, my second son, Jake, I was back in the wealth team because I was eager, um, one, to get this promotion into the wealth team, but two, my husband and I were still in this sort of stuck situation financially. The cost of living was just increasing. We were living in the eastern suburbs of Sydney and I now was studying financial planning and I was bloody excited about that. It wasn't really until I left and became my own, I got my own business and that was in 2013 when I started my business from scratch, which was really hard. I had to work in a cafe. I was now a single mom of three little boys and I really uh, had to put my practical experience to the grind, so to speak. So, you know, the cash flow modeling piece that I teach my clients, I created that as a single mum who was earning almost nothing. I was working in a local cafe and trying to pull in new financial planning clients wherever I could. So I have that practical experience, but that's not why I'm here. What happened was, as I started building my business, and I stopped working in the cafe eventually, I found myself frustrated after a year or two of working with particular clients and they were not achieving goals. I would implement the part that I needed to implement, like rolling over their superannuation and showing them the cash flow modeling process or how they could contribute to their super or reduce their debt. But I would find that sometimes we'd meet up and they weren't actually doing their part. Even though they loved the idea and they wanted to be debt-free and they wanted to grow their wealth and they wanted all of these things that we talked about and these goals that we'd set. And it was beyond frustrating for me, let me tell you. And it was at this point that I became fascinated with first behavioral economics, which I found was really good insight to why the markets, the you know financial markets move the way they move. But really what caused and creates people's behavior? And then I found money coaching and since then have developed it into money mindset coaching. I think I have every self-help book and psychology book under the sun. Um, I have done a lot of practical work and created a process within my business as a money mindset coach. And since then, I've also launched a new business with my business partner, Cara Mollica, and we teach the money mindset coaching process to other advisors, so to our, our students being financial advisors, which is pretty damn exciting as well. 
So these are the things that I have been up to and a bit of history to where I'm going. So the last few years I have been, actually it was three years ago, I built out this idea of a money transformation course. It's called the, you know, sensibility is being the um, brand of the money mindset coaching part of my business. And let me tell you, it's been quite a journey. Simply put, I wanted to combine the money mindset piece with financial literacy to help more people. And it has been incredibly slow in the making. First of all, let's talk about the concept. Marrying the concept of financial planning with money mindset methods may seem a little off to the woo-woo side um, when it comes to getting people to control their finances, but I see it as quite strategic. The fact is every one of us is motivated in some way, shape or form, or at least in need of money, more so the vulnerable. So it's no surprise women need more financial literacy and more attraction to being in control of their finances. Statistically, we're vulnerable beyond what is acceptable. We have a gender pay gap issue, which is worldwide. We have a gender wealth gap issue, again, worldwide. And women are often coerced out of their finances far more, far greater than we realise. My colleague Dawn Thomas wrote these words for the Financial Advisor magazine this March in 2022. I'm just going to quote this. A 2016 Australian personal safety survey found that approximately one in four women have experienced violence by an intimate partner. Finances Women Index estimates that it will take 59 years to achieve gender equality. Currently, single women over the age of 55 are the fastest growing demographic of people living in homelessness. One in four have experienced emotional abuse, and 48% of those women experience financial abuse. It's estimated that 70,000 women were coercively controlled into making withdrawals from superannuation under COVID-19 early release rules. We should honestly be talking about the state of women's safety and economic security. So this is one of the motivating reasons to why I wanted to create a financial literacy and money mindset course where I teach both how to create the financial roadmap and educate the mechanics of money as well as the mindset piece. If someone has a, has a, wants to change and change something themselves and the mindset and their belief that will actually propel them into the right direction, then I'm all for it. And this is, is a motivating factor for the money mindset coaching. This is an opportunity for people who cannot or are not ready to actually go down the path of financial advice and they actually need to, but they need to learn how to create a financial plan for themselves. So part of this is actually teaching them the basic concepts of financial planning, understanding how their cash flow works, how to live within means, a saving strategy to create wealth, to invest towards their future, be it through their superannuation or save where overseas, Kiwi Super, UK Pension, 401k, whatever it may be, create an investment strategy outside of their retirement plans and a strategy to clear or reduce debt, a strategy to leverage, a strategy to protect themselves with insurance and understand what all that means and to cover all these concepts as well as getting that mindset in check so that we're no longer sabotaging ourselves 
with negative thoughts and behaviours that have actually stopped us in our tracks from achieving just simply a basic savings plan. And believe me, I have seen it. I know it. I've even experienced it. And speaking of which, it did take me three years to get this actual business concept off the ground to deliver this to you because I got in my own way. And getting my own way was actually a belief that I was not worthy. I was not good enough to deliver this amazing concept. But it wasn't actually about me. It's about the desire to help more people and use the years of experience and the years of my research that I've done to make that happen. It could no longer just be in my head. In fact, if it's just in my head, it was just a selfish concept. So that's really honestly where my ego came into play. And it's something that we all have to be aware of. I became aware of my ego and I had to become aware of the fact that my ego had just been keeping me safe and soundless. I got to the point where I got so frustrated and thought, stuff it. If I can't do this now, I will never do it. And what would that feel like? And at that point, after three years of actually talking about it and creating the idea for so long and doing all the research and in fact creating a second business with another financial advisor, which I've spoken about, teaching money mindset coaching to my colleagues, other financial advisors, I realized there was evidence that I could do this for myself, which means I can do this for everybody. This isn't about me. This is a bigger picture. And I had to get out of my own way and I had to do the work. I had to go back and be the, the one getting coached and do all the stuff that I teach. And it's being quite a journey because every time I went through that process, something new came up and I got, it became, it gets uncomfortable. Let's just say that. And one of my coaches say, you've got to actually say, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. So now I'm here on this podcast. The fact that you're listening means that you already believe that I have something important to say, which is awesome. And that limiting belief was absolute bullshit that I had, right? So you can imagine what other limiting beliefs you may have or others may have and how much is that holding you back? I mean, our beliefs create our reality and we've seen that and I've just demonstrated that to you in my own experience that I had a belief that I wasn't good enough to do this. So I didn't do it and it's taken me this long and it can be that we might have a limiting belief so we're not even aware of. So whether it be about creating that beautiful financial future or that amazing career, the lifestyle that you desire, whatever it is that you want to create, it's just a matter of doing some work and really clearing up that crap that we've basically told ourselves, which is just simply stories, right? Our thoughts are just stories. The fact is we have it in ourselves to change. Many people go into business and they want to get into sport or they go into all sorts of things, they get coaches. But when it comes to our money, we don't actually think about getting coached. We might go and get advice. We might look to the internet. We might look around to, you know, Instagram and TikTok for all of this, you know, new ideas, crypto, get rich schemes, even multi-level marketing. But we never actually look into ourselves and what our beliefs, what our stories and what actually is holding us back. The fact is every single one of us is motivated in some way, shape or form or at least in some need of money. It's pretty damn exciting what we can be doing. So I just want to put this to you 
if this interests you, if you like what I'm saying, if you think, hey, you know what, maybe Amy's onto something, I wouldn't mind actually learning a bit more about how I can get my finances in check as well as my mindset and actually have them working side by side, then stay tuned because over the next few weeks and months, in fact, I will be just honing in on those topics on my podcast. From here and there, I will be bringing in guests um, and I already booked one coming up, which is really exciting. But I really do want to hone in on what this is all about because we all do have things that hold us back. I mean, think about it. You may actually find yourself opening an envelope, a bill and feeling quite uncomfortable or could you be avoiding even looking at your banking app or when it comes to actually um, clearing debt or saving, you kind of like the idea of doing something, but you just don't ever get around to it. What's actually stopping you? Often it's subconscious. Often it's stuff that you don't even realize is going on. And we get to the bottom of that. I'm going to be talking to you on this podcast. And if you're interested in the course, and there is actually a, a link in the show notes to the early bird offer. But we're going to actually explore how do we discover all this stuff? We want to look at how the mechanics of money works. How do I clear that debt? How do I get that mindset right to do so? How do I create some habit stacking process so that I can just get on with stuff? We can actually create an automated system for you that you can actually get on with your life and know that you're Goals are actually being achieved even while you sleep, which is amazing, right? And, oh, how about this concept? And this is also going to come up in new shows, how you make money in your sleep. Yes, there's so many things that we're going to be uncovering. And I'm really, really excited that you're here on this journey. Don't forget to share this. Um, Shoot me any messages. You find me on Instagram, sensible underscore Amy, and also Twitter, LinkedIn, all of the inf- all my links are in the show notes anyway. Don't be shy. Reach out if you've got any questions or if you've got any suggestions for shows, that would be great. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. Before you go, I want to remind you that everything discussed is general in nature. We are unaware of your personal circumstances, so the information we've discussed may not be right for you. It is important to consider your personal situation and seek financial advice from a licensed advisor. Amy Baker is an authorised representative of Lifestyle Asset Management Proprietary Limited, Australian Financial Service Licence 288241. Recap Advice is a trading name of Recap Enterprises Proprietary Limited, ABN 226078542400, a corporate authorised representative of Lifestyle Asset Management, AFSL 288241. I would also like to acknowledge the Bidigal and Gadigal people who are the traditional custodians of this land. I would like to pay respects to the elders, both past and present, of the Bidigal and Gadigal nations and extend that respect to other Aboriginal people. Thank you for listening and don't forget to share the last by sharing this podcast. Have a wonderful day wherever you are.